Welcome to the 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade podcast, a retrospective. Hey folks, DJ here. I just want to take some time to talk about Werewolf the Apocalypse Retaliations by Flyles Games. This soon-to-launch game is brought to you by the same team that's bringing you Vampire the Masquerade chapters, and they just released a trailer to go along with it. We at 25 invite you to check it out at Werewolf the Apocalypse dash retaliation.com to catch a peek at the trailer and be updated of when it'll appear on Kickstarter, which seems to be early 2022. The game promises to have everything that made chapters endearing to us, the fans, including scenarios, investigations, beautiful miniatures, and more. With that, thanks for your time. Hey folks, Brennan here. Thanks for tuning in to our 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade podcast. If you want to reach out or follow us, we're on Facebook and YouTube as 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade. Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch as 25 Years of VTM, and on our website at 25yearsofvtm.com. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to 25 Years of Vampire the Masquerade presents Werewolf the Apocalypse. And what we're going to do today is we still aren't talking about the Silver Fang Tribook. <laughs> um, I have to I have to let you know, me and Nick, we're putting a very tight spot here, given the social climate uh, of the known world, and there is such a thing as too soon. And uh, we'll leave it at that, and we'll just say that uh, our hearts go out with, uh, well, with Ukraine, and we really hope that this, uh, this blows over mm. as quick as possible. But because of that, um, the Silver Fang Tribook First Edition does deals heavily uh, with uh, its roots in Russia, uh, the book has Russian lettering and whatnot, and we just don't yep. feel comfortable. It's too soon. It's too soon is the point. But we don't want to leave you hanging, and there is some stuff that we wanted to get into, and that's what we're going to do right here. And what this is is that we're going to give sort of a exposition. So to let you know uh, the content of what we're about to discuss, me and Nick have a different perspective on werewolf as a whole. I'm not going to say it's a hundred percent. You're going to hear that. Um, we we. A lot of stuff that we've been tap dancing around and you've heard us talk about when we review books is insights that seem to have been dropped or ignored and what have you. And we're, we're also trying mm. to make it towards a discussion where you do not have to be a pundit, somebody who's an expert uh, in the lore to be able to keep up with this conversation. But it's a perspective we wanted to discuss. And that's basically about where if the apocalypse themes and answering a few questions and just to kick this off, um, the questions we're going to get into is why is werewolf a horror game? You know, why is it uh, called that when it you know, has interesting themes with it that don't really feel horrific? Uh, what role are the players? Are they the hero or the villain in this tale? And why are vampire fanatics against werewolves? And why are werewolf fanatics against vampires? And this is in the sense of the fans itself. I just said fanatic to be what it's supposed to be. And that's what it is because that that's what I mean. It's not all fans that feel that way, but if you talk to any super fan... A vampire, oh, I hate werewolves. You know, they make fun of them, the flea bags. <laughs> and the same thing with, with, with vampire, and we'll get or with a werewolf, and we'll get into that. But All good questions. Before we get there, I want to say, Nick, thank you for coming with me on this journey. I know it's, a, it's an ad hoc, bold thing that you and I have been kind of talking about off and on, often in between podcasts, uh, as, we, as we showcase some of the stuff, sticking to the same old, old. And I want to let everybody know, we'll get back to that. <laughs> it's definitely going to be there, but I promise you it's in a different perspective. We're trying to make this to where it's not just a review book for you to skip reading the book. It's what a lot of people use their material for, and you're welcome to it. But we want to broaden your horizon. It's not enough that it's a lazy read that you're listening to as opposed to actually diving into the material like you're supposed to. We also want to make it to where, hey, this might just be you 
triggered to go back and, and actually look at the material to figure out for your character that book. You know, you know what I mean? The information where your reference is triggered. There's just some info, and you're like, mm. oh, man, that's the book it's in. Thanks, guys. And, you know, shut off the pod, and you jump in, and now you can finish your character or whatever. That's also a usage for it. But there's there's a road in the middle where this old material is trying to meet the new, all the way up to 20th, Werewolf 20th. And we're trying to get there, but we're in first ed and in an interesting time. Because it feels that sometimes we're talking about a different game than what a lot of people have showcased us, or commonly what you even read about on the internet, and what fans even approach us with. Or, or even what we've seen in the past at different games, you know? It's 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 just how it is, right? I mean, when we when you talk about Werewolf the Apocalypse, you know, what are we getting at, you know? Um, th- that's why I kind of want to open up the door a little bit. Nick, and you have questions, man. You know how we're going to do. Just jump in. We're, we're going to make this... Uh, we're just going to dig deep. Yep. And, answer some, and hopefully answer some stuff for everybody and keep it conversational here. Uh, but... When we say Werewolf is a horror game, what we're talking about is that the themes of Werewolf talk about anti-capitalism... Pro-echo terrorism, uh, the world's in the negative lens, and werewolves are the solution, and man is the enemy by proxy, and the worm the alibi of man. Right? That's a, that's that's a heavy truth. Mm. It's right in your face. They tell you what the themes are. They felt that we're in a socio-political climate when the, when the material was made, and they wanted to attack, you know, global warming. They wanted to attack, you know, uh, food shortages, world hunger, all that stuff. Yep. Why does it exist? give a reason and basically it's almost like low-hanging fruit we wanted to get let you let people play a fictional thing to go and kill the bad stuff that has that going on do you get that opinion nick i mean it's not even an opinion to get it's it's spelled out clearly in uh in the literature just as 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 even as soon as you start out with like the player's guide and different stuff like that they're kind of laying that out i guess the big question at the end of the day is how does that a horror game make right so if you're because it's hard for everyone to kind of sit back to the side and look at eco-terrorism it's a it's something that's near and dear to almost everybody's heart nobody wants to see sewage dumped in waterways nobody wants to see oil spills nobody wants to see um you know like uh deforestation at massive levels so it's it's real easy to kind of sit to the side and be like okay so yeah i'm on board with that you know i've seen atrocities in the world you know at at a natural level where we have to do all kinds of things to to try and stop you know companies from uh or or just people in general from from kind of going a bit too far and werewolf seems to be like the people who are going to be on the front lines accomplishing that goal so how does that how does that make us uh bad guys it's, as werewolves. It's an interesting thing because, to me, you have to consider yourself from a perspective to be bad or good. It's like somebody saying someone's evil. Well, what perspective are we going by? What 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 visual lens are we using to view? And, I, and, and let me define lens in case for some of you that's left field. I literally mean like a set of glasses you're putting on. How you're, you know, mm. remember 3D glasses or colored glasses? Those alter how you see things. <laughs> I mean that in the same category, the same thing. That if I believe a certain way in my echo chamber, I'm wearing my shades that make the world a little brighter. Or however it is. Easier for me to see and understand. But that's not the only view. And it's silly to think it is. However, when we're playing a character, we're agreeing to play somebody who might be a bit bottlenecked. They're, that's, that's all they can see and that's what goes on. And to me, I always felt Werewolf was off. Because it doesn't fit. Everyone says it's so different. 
but in reality is it? And that's what I want to take a look at. Because to me, let's look at Werewolf and Vampire for a second. We have to. Vampire tackles something called the Beast. Right? You're wholly a good person you would like to be, but you become immortal, and now you have this selfish mm. template and this different view of the world. Suddenly you're not belonging to mortal strictures and restraint and whatever. Oh, but you want to be. And the romantic notion to oh, maintain it, humanity, <laughs> monsters we are, let's monsters we become, and our gothic hearts a pump, and our romanticism goes through the roof, and we make it what it, everybody, you know, for Dracula, it's who we are. And that's great. And that's it's valid. But then if you're me, where's that werewolf feel? Right? Werewolves were creatures of legend who had a disease. When they, when they bit something, they, that person turned into a werewolf. And this person was filled with a berserk rage, or like overridden by passions in some lore. And they weren't even big and hairy. They were just unusually and characteristically strong. Like they gave way wholly hmm. to this animal side of them. And they ran around rampant and lost to their emotion. And they would attack people out of an instinctual behavior to do so, ripping throats out and terrible things, cannibalism, so on and so forth. And then, and then the lore of Werewolf evolved, and it became something else. You know, only someone whose heart is pure can kill a werewolf, you know, and then the <laughs> curse type thing. And Silver Bullet, you know, you know the deal, you all know what it is. But is that Werewolf the Apocalypse? And, and the answer is no. We've removed that lens. In fact, what we've said is... We have rage, but it's more of a mechanic, and no story, no storyteller mm. anywhere, anywhere, but but myself actually has been dangerous enough that I've seen to actually use that rage as an indicator of just how dark a person is by how much they're overridden by their emotions. And where I got the idea from, there's tons of artwork that show just that. There's artwork throughout the books that showcase what happens when the rage gets the better of you, because the misconception of what rage is. If you oh man, it was, what, uh, one of the best uh, pieces of artwork was in uh, even a V five book when you remember it, it because I think it was like uh, Streets Run Red where it was just this uh, this weird story arc of this this girl who went through her first change. All you see is like a young teenage girl in a hallway and blood smeared everywhere and her like staring at her wolf claws, wondering how did I become this? Yeah. Absolutely. There's a there's another one, I believe it's a Ron Spencer picture that's in the first edition werewolf book, where it showcases a guy kinda holding his holding his head like what did I do? And it's like his kitchen's destroyed, his wife's in terror underneath the table away from him because it, it literally looks like she was aware of what he was because she didn't flee the room. But she's laying on yeah. the ground to avoid the wrath and he's like, How did I get there? That's werewolf. That's exactly what werewolf was meant to be. That's rage. And it's whatever argument they had or bad news he received, his beast, his rage got the better of him. And it was nudged forward. But wait a second. Why is it that it's in the artwork, but we don't do much to talk about that as a mechanic function, uh, beyond a mechanic function, when it comes to the game itself? In fact, the moniker of Werewolf is, when will you rage? Gaia, yeah. the Earth Mother's being raped. Right? There's all this terminology. She's being raped. She's victimized. She's abused. And her children, the werewolves, were born to get revenge and battle back. Because they can't win this war. It's the apocalypse. But they can even the scales. They might be able to stall it. But they don't believe they can do anything much more than that. Because the army of the worm is everywhere. We're being choked by mankind. <laughs> and just hopeless. And there we have our gothic romantic viewpoint. 
right? That we're the only ones. It's only us are the special ones to handle the problem. We're the werewolves. Only we can do it. Wait a minute. We're the best at Rokia. Uh, werebats, werebears, we, we have a head. What? Ah, rage, kill them. You don't get to have a piece of our, this is our journey. We'll save you by killing, you know, that's the war of rage. Why'd they throw it mm. in there? Well, it's to point out that werewolves are a bit of a fanatic, aren't they? They love their own brand. It's their way or the highway or the claw way, as I like to say it. And that's just what it comes down to. But why? Well, because werewolves are also men. It's a battle for territory. It's a battle for assets. It's a battle for understanding that all the favors that you can get are put in the hands of, well, werewolves who are still what? Mortals. They very much have mankind as still part of their matrix, whether they're a lupus or not. That high level of mm. intelligence makes them yep. want for other things. And that's why you have tribal divides. And, you know, no one sees the thing the same way. You even see that in how they retell their stories. Now, I kind of want to wind it back to follow that follow that through because when we talk about a horror game, what are some of the things that they pinpoint other than that exposition there? The the facts of like anti-capitalism is a social theme that they want to hammer in. And you see this in Pentex, 7th Generation, Magadon. Mm, Pentex represents yep. the evil corporation that everyone believes. Greed is the creed and it rules the entire world. And capitalism's goal is to control everyone to the almighty dollar. Maybe true. Strong evidence says it is. But hell or high water, anybody's doing anything about it but trying to get the most. Am I right? And wait a minute. There's 7th Generation. What's 7th Generation represent? Well, we know what that represents. The dirty secrets behind closed doors that we don't want to come to light. Why would people mm. do the abuses to their children or worse? Be, be, because they can. I'd say that's the hardest sell of, of a lot of what they're doing. I feel the artists behind Werewolf thinking about it when they came up with something like Seven Generation knew what they were doing 100%. And it was a way to say, here's a cult that believes that the acts that they're doing... They're, and actually, did something weird. They gave meaning to the abuses that this group is doing. Because otherwise, yeah. it's it's simple. Why, why does a guy do, well, child pornography? Why do they do it? Well, because somebody gets the rocks off to that. And they don't know why, and they need help. They need to figure out how to how to get that aligned right, and 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 to see it before it happens. But how do you spot it? Because that person sure as hell isn't going to tell you. There's no way they know it's not right, 100. percent Right? You learn that pretty quick in society. So how do you deal with that? And that's a seed that sits in there. And the artist said, you know, that's something to point out. Is that not what the worm does? What we're trying to portray is these weaknesses that man has develop and call to an otherworldly power that comes and makes a home after feeding on the energy of guilt and repression and dark thought and dark deed and then it urges and they change and they transform and become something else but what if way before this person self-terminates and by self-terminate turns themselves in even steps across the line to actually do the act take it from dreaming to a deed yep. even before you know before that moment something approached them and says hey what if we told you it's okay to be as you are we're an organization. Yeah. How about you come over here and uh, join our, our lab here down at Pentex? Let's have a chat. Let's 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 help you understand you. And that's an insidious mechanism and villain that they put in Werewolf that a lot of folks should look into. But it's there to represent all the hidden, dark things that are not comfortable to talk about in man's society. That are there for your Werewolf players to target and kill. But does that make Werewolves better? Um, well, 
if you don't count any of their own vices, and really, I, I think the the conversation that we're that we're talking about here is vices. That's what the seventh generation is really capitalizing on. Because once you control somebody's vices and you control the supply to satisfying those devices that gives you power over them and that's what the seventh generation really does maybe not monetary power it's definitely in there but it's, it's more than just that we can we can agree that corruption is a power if i can convert you yeah. to believing that what you're doing is okay and I, I i'll forgive you and i have the means to let you do what you want to do but you got to do something for me that's the very essence of corruption isn't it that, yeah. that's it's kind of the point and out of curiosity, is there anything, well, not to incriminate yourself, but if somebody, there's a dollar amount, right? There's always an answer in money. How much money would it take for you to do something? And we could put up to this whole indecent proposal mm. that used to be a big movie that generated a lot of arguments back in the day, especially amongst married couples. I remember <laughs> being a teenager and able to incite adult couples who were into that film into arguments with themselves over it by saying, what's so wrong? So some guy walks into a bar and offers a million dollars to sleep with your wife for a night, and she says yes, and you guys have a million dollars, and you're upset? Well, that's my wife, but that's a million dollars. And that was back when a million dollars meant right. something, by the way. And they said that right. rinse and repeat, and they go, well, you don't understand the sanctity of marriage, so I understand that, you know, um, that's my aunt who you're married to, and odds are you're probably not being on the up and up with her, just by the note of this conversation. You're fighting a little too hard, buddy. <laughs> it's a movie. I'm just saying, is there is there a magic number? And the whole time, you know, you have her saying, you know, oh, yeah, a million dollars? You'd forgive me for a million dollars. And me going, the door's open, buddy. She just said it. He goes, well, no, that, that's making her a whore. It, it, is it? That's that's like a guy who's, who's uh, you know, uh, known to be homosexual walks up to me and goes, I'm going to rock your world for a night and I'm paying you a million dollars to do it because I want to. It's my thing and I have it like that. You know, let's say Freddie Mercury was still around. I walk up to me. He's like, here's a million dollars cash. I'm a, I want you to pet my cats, Bob, while I do the worst things to you I can think of. You're going to do it? Um, this doesn't go on the internet, right? That's my next talk. That's my next comeback. Because either he's joking or I'm getting a million dollars. That's how that's going to go. Yeah. Right? Well, why? Well, because to me, it's only flesh. I don't hold that, that stigma, that... Uh, that weird ass thing that says somehow we're temples because no offense what what human being thinks that you know we we poo we pee we do worse we do all sorts of things that lets you know that you aren't sacred so when this comes out to if my emotions are in my heart's not in it and it's just a function for that person and for whatever reason that's what they got to do all right but at this point it's only sex but let's up the ante what if someone came in and said hey man your kid when she's old enough oh now we're talking now mm. we're talking. Now we're on a level that triggers something that we all universally can get behind. It's not so gray then. And that's kind of what I feel Seven Generation does. It's how to keep pushing that boundary of what's acceptable to unacceptable. And now make the unacceptable acceptable. So what we want to do is we want to corrupt you wholly and completely. All right, Bob, but that makes them evil. All right, this is going somewhere, I promise you. Look at Magadon. They mess with pharmaceuticals, right? To better mankind. <laughs> That's the tagline, right? Because we know Pentec's goal. Magadon's supposed to better yep. mankind for the fall. That when the apocalypse hits, they want to survive what the worm does, and the people who accept Magadon's things will be prepped for it. Better better made by Magadon. Still under Pentec's control. Right? Evil capitalism. However, <clears throat> I want to introduce this to the court here. You have werewolves who are made by Gaia, an entity who we don't understand. 
at all. We don't. We know we give this ball of energy, whatever she is or it is, because it doesn't respond to her prayer. Gaia doesn't sit and listen to you every time you say Gaia, and there isn't a church you go to, and there isn't an act you do that lets you know that Gaia is responding. It's the spirits that respond to you on her behalf. Spirits who've been yeah. known to have their own ideas, their own thoughts, their own purposes, their own reasons. Spirits that are known, you're warned, any theorist warned, will lie to you if it suits their needs, if they're powerful enough. Because they've learned to lie. They've learned to use these tools from man. By the way, the spirits exist because of mankind. Wait a second, that's a heavy thought. But if you look at it, all the spirits correspond to a particular emotion. Or higher thought. Sometimes just instinct, sometimes it's the baser's one, but there are other emotions that have spawned spirits. That's why you have totems like Almighty Dollar or Clashing Boom Boom. And, you know, Fenris isn't Fenris. Or, or city spirits same idea you got it it's it's the idea so that what that tells you is there's some entity that wears the hat that mankind wants to be there that enough of man wishes and wants and hopes that this is what it is and it accepts that worship and takes on the form that they say it is to me that's more terrifying than the actual concept of werewolf because that opens the door and says it is possible that the ego of the werewolf is such that they refuse to look at that truth. I mean, they know that this is going on. That their kinfolk is so important, not just because that they can make other werewolves. And that's another thing. They know that werewolves are made by birth. It's not a disease. But this means there has to be an original, right? That prime pack or group, right? Doesn't that make sense? Well, according to them, one day, guys said enough. I'm tired of being abused. Here are werewolves. And then they figured it out. Each and every tribe has their origin story where it's that. All of them feel that, hey, we may not have been the first, but that's more or less what happened. She said it and it was there. They don't have a reason. They have no idea what made them where they came from other than saying, we're, we we believe. Right? We believe. It's Gaia. We'll swear it is. We'll kill the say that it is. <laughs> Our right. galliards have discussed it. And this is the way it has been. How do you fault that, right? Because they say it goes back to prehistoric times, right? All sorts of tales that say that. And in the books, more or less, they hint to that. I do mean hint, because nowhere does it say definitively that absolutely this is the end-all, be-all. Some certainly do, but then there's another book somewhere that throws that right under the bus. And, And why is that, folks? Well, because these books aren't written to give you hard facts. They're there to generate you thinking, just like we are now, what is it that we're getting out of these books? What is it that they set up? Now, as artists, they wrote story to inspire us to do whatever we want. Now, I want to help you out. We're still answering this question. Werewolf is a horror game. Certainly is. The rage mechanic to gnosis mechanic. Are you more instinctual than spiritual? Because you should be balanced. Gnosis mm. is your tie to your spirituality, which you can... By the way, I didn't say spirituality was a wholly good thing. Some people are spiritual in different ways. There's dark spirituality. There's a different way to go about it, right? BSDs can be spiritual. I'm not saying it's wholly that, but it's that spirituality and whatever it means it's at versus instincts. And I do mean versus because it's two different methods of power. Werewolves are that in one being, along with the static body that is now able to change. I say static body because typically you have a breed form, right? That's how that goes. And all right, we get behind that, Bob. It's a little highbrow. Well, I'm trying to help you out mm. here because it's not highbrow. What are the triad, right? Triad, you, you have them. It's the weaver worm, right? Right, weaver worm wild. 
Yep. None of that's Gaia, is it? No. Interesting. No, it, it explicitly said that uh, that Gaia is not anyone in particular. Though, oddly enough, you often see people attribute Gaia almost directly to the wild. And I think that's a tragic mistake. I, I think it's an easy one, too, because it's one of those things where you want to say Gaia is the wrath of nature. That Gaia is right. Mother Earth. Mother Earth taking her vengeance. She's the source of all life. Everything springs from Gaia. All right, you're correct there. Every single thing says there's Gaia and then there's everything else. And she's the one that threw it out there. But then these ideas came in to govern that which she threw out. In other words, Gaia is just an energy that can't help but create. That's what it does. That's the function of it. Yep. Hold on to your pants. If that's true, then that seems to mean that werewolves aren't the children of Gaia. Mankind is. Why would I say that? Well, what does mankind do? Mankind handles the highbrow ideals. It handles the higher level of thinking, the higher level of emotion. It also is able and capable of surviving and keeping its species going where most species can't do that on their own. Changes kill yep. them and wipe them out. And, at, and, and they're trapped in a cycle of instinct. So it feels to me that there's, there's a separation there, right? What's that understanding? Well, let's make it simpler than that. Bob, you're wrong. We'll just keep Gaia as being this force of life, and we'll agree with you that far. All right, fair. Let's, let's not force you to take that trip. But all right, cool. Here's Gaia. She creates everything. But she created something that's going to govern everybody's rules, which would be the Weaver, going to determine how and what they can do and give limits. And that's what the Weaver does. But also, static. Doesn't get to change. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's uh, an important part of it that needs to be seriously considered. Um, any creation whatsoever still needs to be formed and sustained, right? Like we know that from from creatures of the wild that they are primordial, ever changing, and inconsistent. But that doesn't mean that Gaia's creations are that way, right? Even though werewolves change, they change to a pattern to a structure almost like something that would be influenced by a weaver right in order for the wild to have its energies focused the that that needs to be woven in by the weaver so gaia's creations also have to have the influence of the weaver in them it's just otherwise they wouldn't exist so right they would blink in they would blink out they would become something else static means weaver so what we're saying is it sounds like we're saying and we're in agreement to this that gaia it isn't gaia and it sounds like the triad is an explanation of what gaia is mm. follow me on that right so mm-hmm. if we know that gaia creates and she creates all things okay well we're going to call that the wild because it's easier to get that then we can get the wild it's the source of all things being created without end and it's it's uncontrollable it's chaotic and that's the wild abundance of life and ever ever creating okay and it doesn't need an explanation we get behind it. All right, well, the weaver is to give form and purpose to the wild's creation so that they, they have form and function, can exist and do something without being cha- without changing. Okay, we can get that, a balance. Yep. We're here. But man, why isn't the world choked with everything? Well, that's because there's an ender. Ah, because a cycle was built into them as well. All things have a beginning and an end built in to their cycle as they were created, woven in by the weaver. Well, now this is interesting because that would be the worm that comes around and ends things. Right? Things get interesting. Because the worm we want to label evil. That's the source of evil. But what's what's your definition of evil? Mm. 
it serves death. Death is not a good thing. You could even look in any religious... Look, look up death in all its many forms. Psychology's tried to figure out forever <laughs> in a day. Why is evil synonymous with death? Why do some societies fear it? Others don't. It's the dark. It's the source of fear. It's this fear of the unknown is what death is. And is it it? Is it over? Blah, blah, blah. But really, it's an end for a new beginning. Right? There are many cycles in nature that point out something dies so something else can live. Rinse and repeat. And you can get... And even werewolves use that descriptor to describe the worm when once it was in balance. That was its yep. function. Okay. Well, now, where does the game come in? Because where does the worm as we know it now, where is that? And then it steps forward. And I think this is where things get really maniacal. And this is where the horror is missed. People live and play War of the Apocalypse as if the worm is in balance to what they want it to be. Right? Hear me out. The worm is the ever-going ever, ever going machine to throw out bags of XP for where it was to kick the shit out of. <laughs> it's just, dun, 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 kill them, right? That's it. Just rinse and repeat. And we don't give a purpose to this tale. But where if the apocalypse is always written, and it was always called the apocalypse because you were supposed to be living in the end times building up to it to being finito. Which means the storyteller should always be telling epic stories. Where the players, i.e. Yeah. the werewolves, are the protagonists of the story to determine the fate of the known world, their world, their game world. Their actions would predetermine what it is and gives the storyteller a chance, make them feel like a werewolf, put them here to where the world is a gray area, a world of darkness, and to saddle them with these responsibilities for them to see the werewolf tribes and what they have done with the world and how they say man's bad and all that other stuff. But Bob, it sounds like what you're trying to say here is that even as as storytellers in our werewolf games, we should be designing our stories to have an end as well, almost an apocalyptic end. Every one of them. Does it have to happen immediately? No, not at all. You could tell a beginning with cubs and you know, see, you do the do the hero's journey if you prefer. You can also do it. Welcome to the party, Richter. I'm throwing you right into the deep end. <laughs> right, we're in the Amazon having to fight that war, and that's where the material is, and that's where a lot of it takes off. How about we we buy the Rage Across the uh, Russia book to see the epic conflicts that are there spiritually, ah. and to drop you in there and see all the challenges are there. Every story is epic to a lot of critics, mainly vampire critics, to say this stuff is ridiculous, as if they never read Mexico by Night, and that's right, you know, <laughs> and that's and that's the thing. It's like, come on, like let's let's really look at this. And what you're looking at is, is they're saying that we want you to do stuff that where your hands aren't tied to tell the story that we're leaving on the table. Here's all the tools and all the evil, bad, good stuff that could be there in existence for you to paint the world as you see it. But there's always this alibi. Mankind's always at the, at the center of everything that goes on. They may not be directly the villain or directly the hero, but they're always the one that is expected. Here's the truth. You will change nothing in a werewolf game if you don't change mankind yep that's a given if you don't find a way to whether you kill them or impergium too or whatever you choose to do if you can't convince them to make changes to do that that functionality which you probably have to go through the guru nation and some big old epic tribal story i don't know how you would do it but that's what you have to go about and that's what the werewolves face the rage of knowing that's not going to work okay so we can't save mankind from itself well, then we got to kill them. That's not going to work. Because that's wrong to do. Is it? Well, then what we're in is the twilight of us. When we're stuck, and the answer is no, and we can't move forward, yet the minions of the worm march on. 
They're going to continue providing an alibi for mankind to be as worse as they can be and step forward to do what they do. But why is it so hard? Because the werewolves were not made to be the troubleshooters for the woes of mankind. They were meant to cull. They all say they're the vengeance of Gaia. They were all here to get rid of certain evils and they were all here to battle what that is. This is why they're raging. There's too much on their plate to handle, but it's the werewolves who committed the sins. They failed there in Pergam, but they're also the ones who instilled it. Right? There's tribes to say, we could have been their guardians and showed them a better way of life. And when we had the Pure Lands, that was effective when we saw that. But our hubris came over and wrecked it. We didn't stay as one nation driven and directed. Why? Man is part of our matrix. There's no way we were going to. And to hear about a fantastical land where um, your kinfolk lived in harmony with you and everything was copacetic and in balance with nature. Guy didn't have to give instruction. It was in. It was born in. Where is this utopia? Let's come see it. What werewolf wouldn't want to go here? We're all religious fanatics hoping for that utopia because we're told to campfire stories of our ancestors promising that we weren't always a tribe of vengeance. And that's in the case of like to get a Fenris. We didn't always need Fenris. There was a time when he was not needed, right? But what were we then? And they have to think about that. They have to contemplate that. And that's that introspection. That's that piece that people don't want to give the material the depth needed to truly see. Werewolf is a horror game. It is a personal horror game. Now, why it's personal? Let's lower the scope a bit. We could talk forever, obviously. Worm, Weaver, Wild, Gaia. And that's a philosophical, paradoxical spirit train in itself. But there's definitely tools there to point that we can have the discussion. But man is what we're talking about. The players of the game. When they come in here to accept the power. The power fantasy of being a werewolf. There's a lot that could go wrong. And should for them to understand the responsibility they have. You're going to frenzy once or twice. Your emotions are going to run unchecked. What does the, the, the Umbra travel for the first time feel like? How is a spirit going to handle a, a new theurge? How is that Auburn going to deal with those new emotions and responsibilities? What about the sept? Are you going to take the fact that you're forced to live on a reservation as a Wendigo and you're you're part of uh, some newfound tribal thing, but your whole life you were given subpar conditions to live on and here you are and you're told, hey, when you get pissed, you get really mad and you got to watch your temper because now people are going to die and you can't be killed so easily and you have the power to get back at all your enemies. Do you think that person who was bullied and had the situation or has the mentality of all that rage of what happened to them is really going to just be an aces stand-up hero for the cause? How do you think it goes? Yeah. Because werewolves are not Jedi, right? They're not solitary monk warriors meant to fed out like a, you know, justice to the uh, to the world. Nope, they're they're giant furry killing machines and that's how they know how to deal with things. So what happens then, you lay out the material as is, and i got to imagine, because this is what I feel First Ed was, people get a hold of it, they see all the cool foes you're throwing in the way, but they're not picking up what you're putting down. They're not 100%. Or, what I really think happened, they did see it, nah, we're not going to do that, there's enough vampire stuff out there. Hmm. And so we're going to plug in, we're going to make it what we want to make it, and we're going to focus on what we want to focus on. And we like the fact that for the first time, we could breathe easy... And we could team up with our friends and take on the woes of the world and maybe come out champions. Tell us the good guy story of what we are. Well, alright. And you can see the material was written for that. But the advent of the Black Dog game 
company lets you know that that is not the direction they were going in. Nor was it supposed mm. to be. You weren't supposed to feel like you were winning. You never were. You weren't supposed to feel like you were yeah. making a difference. You never were. You were supposed to try against insurmountable odds and survive it. Survive. Maybe you're part of the end game, depending on your ST. Maybe you're there to witness the beginning of the end. Maybe you were chosen to be part of the Phoenix Pack to somehow rush to the final war uh, at, the, at the end of it all and take on foe and maybe fight for existence. Maybe. Or maybe you're the, the part of the fans that believe that there's a grand cycle like they hinted at at Kindred of the East and they have a belief that it's the age of evil that's supposed to happen and they reign for, what is it, like a hundred years and then, no, a thousand years, excuse me, yeah. and move on and then yeah. it goes back to being good again and the cycle begins again. Who knows? I do know this much. I really think that's way too much. That that what that clearly couldn't have been the intent. For this to be the number two spot, you couldn't focus that far. You couldn't take off the fact that, hey, you play a werewolf. That's what we want you to do. It's on the cover. There's claws. You're a big McNasty. You're afraid of silver. Hey, full moons are great. That's werewolf. And we at least had that much there. So where'd the kumbaya bullshit come from? How did that happen? And where does that come from? Now... If you have a world of darkness, and the flaw of the world of darkness is the many bad things that get said about it, which we don't need to get into. Um, but there was like, even back in the day, it was like, if you played vampire versus fantasy D&D and stuff like that, you had a stink eye. Oh, you're a role player, whatever. You know, and then that got, they, people got used to that and found out. Because, you know, all that really meant, no one no one runs the game for us. You know, I'm still I'm still half tall, the, the stout uh, dwarven clan elder, and I've been that way for the last five years as we play a campaign. I mean, my hat's off to people who decide that I'm going to give my actual life to play one character for 15 years in a campaign to actually live Ooh. from level 1 to level 20 and figure out what it is to be a god in a campaign. I've talked to those people. Some of them are friends, and I just stare every time because I don't have the patience for that. You know, I, I always assume that's a lot of, okay, today we're going to continue working on building up the third district where we said our utopia was going to be, where we work in, oh. in tandem with the elves and goblins to, to build a, a great place because we at the carcass of the dead... You know what I mean? You get the idea. It's some sort of epic slowdown. Yeah. I mean, if I wanted a game that never ended, I'd just pick up Skyrim again. Right. <laughs> Facts, <laughs> right? Uh, but I, I, they knew that. The material was written to say, that's not funny. I mean, that's not fun at all. Like That's, that's something that uh, people certainly can make fun, and that'll suit some people. But how do we capture that want of camaraderie with also all the things that made Vampire a huge success? And here's where the fans fail to recognize. So we're going to dispel some myths here, you and I, right here. Um, there are like generally 13 clans of vampires, and there's 13 tribes of werewolves. Right? It's okay. A, well, 13 maybe is just a lucky number. It, I don't know. It's a guess, right? It's what it is. Werewolves have camps. Vampires have societies. Right? They're not necessarily all called societies, but they have different, you know, uh, the Iconoclast Bruja versus the Elder Bruja. And they used to have individualists mm. even uh, in, in the old school yep. Bruja, right? We had that. You have the Schismatics and the Fanatics where you got the Asimites. You have the Amici Noctis and the Straight Out Sabbat Thug and the, and, oh, was it the Anti-Tribula Sombra who we never didn't believe in what the Sabbat did. You have those factions. Werewolf has those camps just as many. All right. Yep. Your clan can pull on you to make you do all sorts of stuff in Vampire. All right. Well, your tribe can for Werewolf. All right. So we get... Let's, let's, let's end it there. We get that, okay, clearly that's the setup. Why? Because it worked. It worked for Vampire. We know it'll work here. 
right? So we do have the same thing in Warhof to generate interest. Because how do you make a singular legendary entity interesting? Can we look at the marvel of that? That's really the challenge many people had. How do you take a werewolf and go, what's the big deal? All right, so it could regenerate. We know that. It's super strong. It's super yeah. durable. Hard to kill. And you need silver to do permanent damage and lasting damage to it. But is that enough? I mean, what about this thing that has to eat hearts? Well, let's get rid of that. That's too dark. Let's not make mm. it the murderer, right? We already got one. Vampire, that is unique to them. They don't have to kill a vampire, though. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, they won't make it to where they don't have to kill a werewolf, but they won't automatically be set up in society to have a lot of the things the normal people will. So what if we had it to where they had to hunt for food, which makes it more instinctual to them, which it isn't quote-unquote bad, but it's the same choice that you have in Vampire. Why? Because werewolf focuses on the you know, what is it, the uh, ecosystem. The simple fact is, you can't be a vegan in werewolf without taking a flaw. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Something has to die to give you yeah. your meal. Right? You gotta eat meat. You're more of a killer than a vampire is. A vampire can lick the wound. A werewolf can't just heal and move on without being called a sadist. You need pounds of flesh to gulp down to have a meal. And that's just how it is. But it's interesting how werewolves get to have the alibi. Well, that's instinct. They're also part wolf, and, and man gets being a hunter. Oh? Vampire doesn't? The beast, hmm. the beast understands that very well. So what are we saying here? So if vampires are evil and werewolves aren't, are we playing the games the way they were intended? I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I, I, I just don't like the idea that, uh, that one's good and one's evil. And... Uh, and a lot of that is because I think people fail to realize the uh, the the concepts, you know, strongly enough behind behind really what happens when you rage, because uh, rage is uh, at the end of the day a destructive force, right? It's uh, and it's meant to take you over, much like the beast. I don't see a lot of difference in that. Um, you know, both both are things that broil up behind you and then and then take you over. I think. When, when you get down to it at the end of the day and, and you're thinking of, of the concept of when will you rage, it's, it's really a calling for when is your character going to have enough with the story that's happening that they found something that they're willing to do everything for. Exactly. Murder anything. Die any time. It's, it's, it's searching for that part of your chronicle when your character has decided enough's enough i will put an end to this or i will die trying and be damned whatever is in my way this i mean that's that i more than agree with that i i think this is a i think borough is a call to have more intimate role-playing with the storyteller that's really what it is vampire kind of leaves that grandstanding individual oh there's always in the coterie it, ideally to me vampire would be a group of like five or more who get together to play and all are the diva everyone is the diva of their own story they got shit to do mm. they got immortality to consider they got all sorts of stuff <laughs> that they got going on and they want to get to it tonight you're going to watch me perform on stage daddy we're going to we're going to get it done i'm going to show you what it is to be the bruja i made or the venture i made or the torter in society or sabbat or whatever it is we're going to do just that that's what it was geared for to make you feel cool and center of attention and awesome that's the difference in Werewolf. They want you to build that same individual, but the ST is to give you the intimacy that connects you to the world. That hard wires yes. you in. And, and has to. Like, how do you go from your real life that we all get and understand, 
and then transition over to the odd senses that you have to take up as a werewolf that becomes your new world. How does how does it feel to know that the times you got mad or the thoughts that you had that were negative and you know the killer killer be killed thoughts that everybody has when they get pissed off sometimes at work or otherwise and they're just thoughts. They're there an expression of emotion. You don't say it out loud. You just get mad, maybe kick a rock and move on. But now you know that something is in the umbra and is listening. Yearned for that frustration. Hungered for it. And because you're a werewolf and half spirit, it more than heard you. It felt it. It's around you now. Like a dark cloud. And it's waiting for you to take notice. It just wants you to look across at the right moment when no one else is looking and see it. And know it's there because when it sees you and you see it, now you can begin having a conversation. And it's just begun. Maybe it wants you to understand that you're free to feel this. But the danger in here is the way a lot of the werewolf material is written, in particular from the side of the worm, everything is geared to where you trick yourself. You play yourself every time. Mm. It's your own pursuit for power as, as a werewolf that corrupts you. Almost every worm story is that. Even the walking the spiral, you gotta walk it to be corrupted by it. Well, if I don't walk it, Bob, they're just going to kill me. Yeah. And yep. sometimes... Welcome to your way out. It's better to die pure, isn't it? And that's how it works. I don't want to die. I'm not going to lose my character. And the worm just smiles. And every yep. st- Because when will you rage? Well, apparently corruption's not enough to make you rage. It's not enough to make you choose to die for that cause. It's like... And I guess they're happy to have you. How hard did you believe in Gaia if... Dying for her wasn't impossible. Right? Because yep. now you accepted her gifts, but you're not going to honor what it is. But that's okay. Remember what we said. We're not certain that we as werewolves understand what Gaia even is. It's a yeah. lot. Or that the BSDs don't, in some way, serve Gaia as well. And here's that's a twisted thought. What do you mean by that? Well... So imagine that uh, that that we were, you know, our our concept that the uh, that Gaia is is all three things, right? That it is that is formed of the triad and has influences of the triad all throughout it, and they built this uh, th- these creatures to to cull mankind, but maybe not well enough. Right, maybe their culling ended up, uh, you know, they, they ended up being soft-handed about it. Sure, the impergium it got too far. Mankind has run out of control, so now there has to be other methods to call mankind. And what ways can we do that? Corruption, disease, pollution. We can have mankind eat itself. In all those ways, we're continuing the impergium, but we're doing it in a different way. We're doing it on the low. What if we even just twisted the werewolves so that instead of standing by the sideline saying, woe is me and bickering amongst themselves, they turn into agents to call even more? What if they turn to aiding in that corruption? It's an interesting theory. Um, it, I, I don't think in, in theory that could even be considered wrong at the same time. Though it definitely goes in the face of what they wrote, right? And that's the dangerous part here. We're assuming what they wrote was valid. Now, I know how it goes. It's in a book. You don't challenge the ink. You don't challenge what the writer put down. I say you challenge it. All writer is is somebody who's picking up the story where it began and continuing the story on in their words. But that's no different than you hearing from word of mouth a, a story to carry on a legacy. And if you choose to adjust it, it now becomes your story. 
and then you move it forward. Yeah, because you also gotta you gotta look at the books in 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 another way as well. They're not books aren't just what's written on them. They're also the possibility of what isn't written on them, right? And that's the most important part that you as a, as a storyteller have to grasp. All the spot of what is not declared is open for business. That's that's room you have to maneuver around. The perspectives of tribe books, the gifts they have, all this stuff is openly declared, but it's not all there is. You know that flavor. It's been laid out for you, and you can build upon that. But the point here, and I and I do agree with that. But the point here is that uh, when we when we look at that that bold uh, heresy that the Black Sparrow dancers are, <laughs> yes, are servants, that Gaia, is bold heresy. You're looking at something that we know is fundamentally not true, right? Can't be because one of the functions of the game to get you to fear what the worm is is that story of the BSDs and they embody it and what they became. And they started as the White Hollers, which is a badass tribe, and they tell their fall, but they're still around in these corrupted wolves. But the corruption, I feel, is a mirror, right, of each and every werewolf, and that's why they're such a good villain. It's a mirror of what you are when it's power unchecked. That's really what mm. it is. Every time I've, I've read and looked at that story, and even when we went over it again in Black Sparrow Labyrinth, when they talk about their perspective, the picks, how they lived with the worm and kind of made peace with it back where they were, and it just was a function yep. of their life. They didn't even know what to call it. They just knew, though... That uh, there were some of them, these white howlers, who were the last of themselves, and knew they were fighting and grimly accepting that fate, and still having that fight. And that would become foreshadowing to the purpose of the game. That's how they wanted werewolves, to, you the players, to feel and, and act and think you are. That you know what they are, and you know they're there, and you know that you were greater once upon a time. And so it's up to you to stop it. Lay down your life, do whatever you have to do to end whatever it is that keeps making us go on and getting worse as we go but the game is deep and it does want to point you at that what this is is how do you fight planet problems as a group of werewolves one nation of werewolves should not be able to fight world hunger alone how do you do that they shouldn't be able to fight child uh, uh child abuse they shouldn't be able to fight um yeah. the capitalistic problems and the patriarch how do you fight all that with just a group and the answer is you're not supposed to the real villains are the society problems that the werewolves will have to face in its various forms. It's like they give mm. yep. they give a means for them to take on a form, to fight them, to handle their rage, but at the same time add, and what you've done is a drop in a bucket to the overall problem, because try as you might, you, dest- you destroyed the one spirit that got too big, feeding off the misery of this uh, evil kidnappings of this particular group of people. And you stopped it, and you avenged them, and you killed it, and you cleansed the spirit, and it's gone back to where it needs to by this guy in force. Okay, great. Now that you did that, um, what does the world think about it? Nothing. No one knows about it. No one's going to reward you but yourself. And the spirits are the only ones to understand it. And the spirits are the most insidious mm. part. There are spirits of light that do support Guru because they made, they made packs with them to understand that to, by their tribal support you, you just owe us fealty. Your energies is what it says. How do you owe a spirit fealty? You owe it that Gnostic energy, that spiritualism, the fact that you will remember them. But this directly tells you the spirits don't exist unless you, the guru, say they do. Unless you, the guru, tell the tales of the spirits even to your kinfolk. And that there's some semblance of their story out there. And the more entities know of this legend and this story, the bigger and badder the spirit gets. That's just how it works. We even know this by the mechanic they put in when you take that totem background. 
The more people have that totem background, the more powerful that aspect of the spirit is for you. But really, you're just feeding the spirit. You're helping the spirit. Sure, it in turn helps you. But why does that inherently make it good? I posit this question. You can be in a Fenris pack. But if you look up what Fenris is, I don't even know how that got to be a totem of good. Based on what the legendary is and what it's supposed to do. Now, yeah. you know the tribe emulates aspects of it, but this shows you how a culture of people changed what Fenris meant and what it meant for them. The Fenrir, if you will. And that's, and that's how it goes. But they made it something slightly different to be just good enough. Right? To be something that we espouse strength and we destroy the weakness in ourselves. That may be true, but in the course of you proving your strength to everybody, you've damaged and hurt many. Why doesn't that make you the bad person? That's personal horror. You have to look at what you do and accept the responsibility of what your tribe is doing. You represent that tribe. However, not a whole lot of fun to make a character powder tribe and have people turn around and go, your tribe sucks because of what it does. Yeah, but that wasn't me. That was not, but you're doing it. Nah, nah. (laughs) (coughs) You're a get Nazis. That's you. I'm... Hang on, I'm 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 from Mexico, and just found out I'm a Fenris somehow. Like I don't. Okay, so I'm that. And what did you just say again? I don't even know the totem that they're talking about. Like I, I have to learn that. I have to literally go to a class and sit down and walk in the woods and listen to this old guy tell me all about what Fenris is and the principles. And I chop wood and drink something called mead. Apparently that's a tribal thing. Well, where he's from, and that's cool. But how how exactly? Oh well, it's because your blood's not pure. Hang on a second. That's insidious. (laughs) Right? Now it's not only are you part of the tribe except the burdens, but now you're not pure in a tribe and that's even worse. And you're going to say, that's the Get Offenders. Nope. That's in the Silver Fang as well. Nope. That's in the Black Furies as well. Wait a second. That's in every single tribe that has it save one. Yep, Bonars. And and it's because the Bonars are screwed for that. They have a different approach to the apocalypse, right? They believe that Learning to survive now is learning to survive through anything, and they're trying to outlive the apocalypse by learning how to do that. And it's interesting, also incorrect, because that also means they're condoning quite a bit, and they're stepping away from what they need to do. And it's all these things that need to make it, because your, your, your game should be, from the perspective of the players being introduced to this climate, where you, the ST, determine is the interest in the world story being told. Because if you look at it, the apocalypse of Werewolf is supposed to be as many werewolf games as there are in the world, it's assumed that many seps and packs exist, but even still, the worm is so indomitable, and the evil so out there. Not all of them worms. Some of them are just mankind and its populace. And, you know, ecosystems, right? Like, just world hunger and all that. All the world bad stuff, right? All that's out there, too, to make a living hell for you as a werewolf. You're expected to handle all that, and you, you all need to do it. But that doesn't mean that there's a council that all the worlds go to sit down and talk and divide up the world and everyone takes responsibility to their part. Because that's fundamentally impossible. Right? It's just assumed that when you play werewolf, you focus on your players as if they're the center of the known world and all the, all the great things are going to be coming from them to do. And you tell multiple stories. Yeah. That said... Does this fulfill that thing of understanding what a werewolf is? So when we review a werewolf book, which is what this is all ramping up to is a grand perspective when we do that, we look to tackle these things. 
we look to see Easter eggs and, and the thoughts and ideas to answer the questions are, does an answer to a horror game or is this off the mark? Is this just cheesy material to make people feel like extra special snowflakes that have no attachment to what this game's supposed to be? I'm a horror fan. I play the World of Darkness. I run World of Darkness games very much about it. And I do that from the perspective of the fact that people want to do the same thing. No one plays Vampire to be that special good guy. They play Vampire to try to be that special good guy, knowing that there's gonna, mm. they're going to be tested. The same thing is in Werewolf. We, we proved that already. It's in the game to be focused on, and it needs to be accepted. Why? I fear for the future of Werewolf. I really do. I fear that we live, we live in yeah. a culture where, where fan yep. fiction, which, which is fine, fan fiction has its place, but it's now getting away from the themes that we want out of our Werewolf games. I don't feel powerful to learn that I'm basically a furry version of Captain Planet. Mm. Right? I'm here to conquer world. It doesn't make sense. Like, whenever we go over the material and it's all like, your mother was raped and she's the Earth. And she did all these things. Where were you? Right? Like, you're throwing guilt on me because I wasn't around and Mama took the wrong walk on the wrong side of the tracks. You know? I was planting trees, Bob, because it was Arbor Day, and that's my duty. How about I wasn't a thought in my daddy's nutsack? I wasn't born yet, Jack. I don't know what happened to her when it did. I'm coming out, and you're telling me about it. Now I have to be pissed about it. Okay, great. Now that I'm pissed about it, do you have an enemy for me to go at? And then it's like, what game are we playing here? See, when I play a game like Werewolf, I come from the mature aspect of a great story, and I expect that. And it breaks my heart, because I see the tools for a great story that's here in the game to have and attached to it. The artwork screams it. That there are fantastic yep. stories that they wanted to be told here. I see the direction. I see the thoughts. I see the depth of spirit and the potential of things going wrong when it talks about Chiminage and spirit hierarchies and what the umber is and wrong side of the umber to go to. All that stuff. All these things are in Werewolf the Apocalypse. But all you ever hear about, in particular if you go to a LARP or a convention, is the storyteller throws out the big bad. Everyone's scrounging to find evidence of the big bad and who can join the big pack at the end to team up and fight the gigantic entity that they're going to yeah. draw. They want to do that. Alright, Bob, does it have a place? It certainly does. And it does belong in Werewolf. And that's very much the core of what Werewolf is in a lot of, a lot of times, sure. But that's the lowest of low in Hanging Fruit. It truly is. Is it harder to fight as a building-sized entity that says I'm the worm and it looks like something out of Warhammer 40k stumbling about right or shadow of colossus right and it's like great so your werewolves to fight that and maybe it works out maybe it doesn't in the end you get to turn to your son who's on the battlefield as you're dying and you hold out your clave and go son pick up the uh," you know and he runs out dad dad and picks it up and understands his purpose later in life as the smoking carcass of the great entity fell and you're like that was a good death yeah hmm well, what do you think that spirit that's in that clave is going to do? All it knows is that your dad used it to get effect to do what it wanted to do. It's a war spirit. And that's claw and rip something open and take it down and murder it. And kill it efficiently. Mm. And yeah, it was noble in your father's hands, but at the same time, that spirit doesn't want to go dormant. It's a war spirit. It was meant to do a function. And it's up to your son to determine whether or not the urgings from that clave, which are natural for the spirit to have, make him a good Arun or a bad Arun. Why does it learn to be what it is in the future, assuming it's a werewolf at all? And that's a very powerful story buildup for a next character. But you will never get that. What you're going to get from most STs... Well, the new Book of the Worms out. 
we know it's great because Dawkins did it. There's a lot more creatures, and there's more stuff for us to rinse, repeat, and destroy without ever telling yep. that epic tale. And what I'm going to say to this, how I view to answer these questions, right, we had a couple in the beginning. Uh, why is Werewolf a horror game? And we got to that, why it should be one, definitely. And just to recap, that's the rage functionality. Rage, rage, literally, they're the embodiment of, werv, of the worm, weaver, and Gaia, all, or, or, or excuse me, wild. And they're all three in one. That's what a werewolf is, which means they're bombarded by a lot of emotional choices and actions that can color what they are. And rage is a function that definitely controls a lot of scenes and scenarios that can go off the rails and go really bad. And that's a great focus to portray, but not the worst. In the midst of them handling and saddling their own power, the fear of power of being a demigod is what really what almost every werewolf is. You then got to roll with the fact, how do they treat mankind knowing they're not mankind? That's a horror of itself. How do they see mankind and the reflections of mankind? Why save a people who are choking out your mother and raping her, as the book tells you? It's a very, very hard thing to do that a lot of people need to answer for when they do that because it makes the feel of the game more gritty as it's meant to be. Very much more that, uh, that, that dark reflection. However, the role you play, is it hero or villain? I think undeniably we can say it's hero. I hear a lot of people... Of your own story. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people say this is great. Are, are you hero or are you villain? I'm like, I, I don't see how you can be even remotely shades of dark. You, there, there are shades of dark already. Here's where the confusion comes in. You read the tribe books, there are clearly villains within the tribes that, aren't, that, that, didn't, that didn't cross the line. Look at the Red Talents. It's an entire tribe that believes in killing man. Those aren't yep. the good guys. Those aren't good people. They're running around killing mankind. You need to stop them. We don't because we get them. Ah, they get a little wild, but you know how it is. We, you know. <laughs> well, no, they're saying you, the player, is a red talent. That's the challenge. You got to deal with your screwed up family that wants to rip apart every two legs it sees. Well, how do you save that? How do you do that? That's the hero in you. How do you guide them away from it yep. or save those humans? Or, or, or maybe your story eventually is is that you lose your faith in mankind and you turn to them. Yep. And you lead your you lead your tribe to the glorious attack on humanity that will finally lead all the other tribes to, to join the Impergium again or blah, 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 whatever will happen. So there you go. So what you have right there, that's a strong argument to say. I guess it's whatever you're going to play it. You start off being the hero with a chance, and who knows? Your experiences can change you, and you can role play those out. And that's your... That that is exactly your storyteller's job. It's it as as we've been kind of talking over and over again. The the storyteller's job is to anchor you to something in this world, in this game world, to give you enough passion to have your character rage. Like if your players aren't showing up at the game and they're not getting angry about something, something they wrote in their background that you've woven into your story setting, something about the the, the dynamics of the game that they've just had enough of, you know that's that's the important part. The important part is that your players should be pissed off about what's happening around them and motivated to step out and do something. That's 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 why this is not vampire. Vampire is about you know gathering inner power. This is about losing. I've had enough. I've had enough. Precisely. And then finally, what? Why are vampire fans against werewolf fans and vice versa? We more or less already hit that, but I want to make this clear. It's because we're not looking at the other side. We're we're pre role playing before we even get into character. 
We're saying, mm. I like the feel of Werewolf because there's no hassle about... You know, my friends helped me in a Werewolf pack build a better Werewolf. That right there is your sole reason. Hmm. When you go to a Werewolf game and someone's going to play, there is divided lines. But they're divided by pack and tribe. You get to that game and we're referring to LARP here, even tabletop, and immediately someone goes, what tribe are you playing? I'm playing it. Hey, that's my tribe. Yeah, we're over here. I got you. What, what you building? What you going with? Got to play on a different camp. What do you got going on? Playing Glasswalker? Cool. Which one? You know, blah, blah, blah. I'm a wise guy. We're going to be doing... It's going to be fun. It's a lot of pasta eating and, you know, jokes about stereotypes again. It's going to be fun. I got a Tommy gun. Right? And you sit down. That's the voice they take. It's very inclusive. It's come over and sit by me, new player, player who doesn't know enough, and I'll show you the ropes, and we're going to have a funky good time. It's going to be great. However, when Vampire, you show up to a game, you hear this, and this is from the person showing up. Uh, I want to play this game storytelling. I brought a character, but you know, out of curiosity, what are your um, what are your population demographics? Like, how many of each clan do you have? You know, what sort of clan needs more uh, than another? You know, I really just don't want to play something that's commonly out there, <laughs> right? And is it me shitting on vampire fan? Yeah, it is because I am one. I am one of those people who would walk up to a game and go, "Hey, what do you got?" And then you know, you hear what's going on and be like, "Okay." I wasn't referring to your demographics. I personally hated it when demographics got thrown into my face. It was, what's your story? What's the plot? Because I could care less about who's playing yep. the game. I'm here. They're friends, and I recognize people. That's why I'm here. But I want to make a character that fits in with the plot, so I can get involved and you know hit the ground running. So what do I got? Yeah. Can I get a you know just how about a, a synopsis of what's gone on so far? What are some of the hot topics that maybe I can come in with and I could write in my background and you could help me iron that out when I submit my character? How about a whole lot? You know, and you need to put in that effort, but Vampire's built to put in that effort. You want someone to come in and do that, and you should, but there's not a group behind me when I come and do that as a, as a vampire player. Unlike Werewolf, where a whole pack will walk up and do it. Even when you have a Sabbat game and you think, starting the game with a pack and bringing your friends, that this is all done, it's not. There's so many times the Sabbat Vampire player wants to put in the tools and techniques to make them more interesting and different and stand out because they don't have faith and trust the storyteller is going to give it, so they pre-build it in. And mm. does the storyteller have to do it? Not at all. But I promise you, every good storyteller already has plot written for everybody, no matter what they're playing, even if they come in bland and that's a new player who just doesn't know what they could put in there. The storyteller will make it fun for them and put in what they want. That's their goal. But why you have this thrown at is because it's stupid. There's a book and nod that says, you know, a, a passage beware though the lupines and the wild folk and the fae, something like that, because it's dangerous outside of these walls. It's dangerous out in them streets, as one friend would say. And it's like, okay, cool. <laughs> so, okay, apparently the lupines are meant to tear you apart. And then you read everything in Werewolf that says, if you see a vampire in a city, kill the leech. It's terrible. And I say, the only reason why that's there at all it's because we lack imagination to understand that really, and you're never going to run into a vampire as a werewolf. You'd have to play something that storyteller says, hey, they crossed the line, this is a really bad batch of vampires, and go hunt them. Otherwise, yep. when are you going to run into them? They're, they're designed to stay out of your way, really everyone's way, in a hidden society that has their own little night games to play in. And you have your own politics and bigger fish to fry, right? So, <coughs> excuse me. In closing... Um, look forward to us to be able to hit on some of these points to see if there's relevance in a book for you to tackle some of these ideas. 
Because we know there is, mm. but we keep this as an internal monologue as sort of the, hey man, we want to see if this is something you guys want to pick up. Here's what we think it does. Blah, 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 blah. And it sounds like a warehouse reading of a book on sometimes to us. Because there's Easter eggs of knowledge in there and you really can't dive in without somebody getting lost and blah, blah, blah. But what we're going to do going forward is we're going to grab a book, a werewolf book, and when we go through it, we're going to talk similar to this. A lot of what you know is still in the past. We're going to pick out some hot points in the book because we feel that's what's relevant. Spend more time talking about what's worth talking about, not the stuff you already know, and get to the good stuff that we know is going to be updated or be worth talking about in the V20 update. And then hopefully when the new edition of Werewolf drops, we can go back and we can see a cohesive understanding of the changing of the material. My goal, our goal, is to avoid the misunderstanding that there there was uh, with the Vampire 5th edition material. That it was meant to wipe out previous mm, editions, and yeah. it's not. It's a continuation in a different flavor. And I feel somewhere along the line, fans got that impression. We're trying to avoid that with Werewolf, because we know this too is about continuing what everybody already knows and loves. To see an ending to a story, or at least a continuation of the story, we demanded to have in our world of darkness. So, we hope this helps. Thank you for understanding. And for those of you who are thinking, Jesus, these guys really went, on, went the distance to talk about something in between books, because, you know... <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, you are fucking correct. We did. It's important to it us. It is. Very, very important. Um, we had to do it, and we also want to make sure that you understood our points of view. So thanks for listening. We're going to let you go. Thank you, Nick. I know this is a thing we did, kind of a project forming out of out of on high, but hey, man, we finally yep. got everybody. Thank you, no Bob. Problem. We finally got everybody to the same page, and uh, <laughs> tune into next week where we will be doing the Silverfang Werewolf First Edition Tribug as planned. We just. Couldn't handle too soon. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to our 25 years of Vampire the Masquerade podcast. If you like what you heard and want to support us, please share it with others or leave a review. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.